Welcome to the Try Self Love Podcast. I'm your host, Becky Barber, and I'm a Master Life and Relationship Coach. I'm your host, Kristen Dicker, and I'm a Transformational Health and Wellness Life Coach. If you're curious about what self-love is, you've come to the right place. Each week, we'll dive deeper into the steps it takes to develop self-love. Here we go. Welcome to the Try Self-Love Podcast. We're so happy to have you here with us for episode 20 on loneliness. Kristen, how are you feeling? You've been sick. Tell us about it. (laughs) Kristen (laughs) has always got something going on, it seems like, lately. No, Kristen has COVID right now, uh, but it's not, obviously, I'm here and um, doing okay. Uh, Just a little congested, so if my voice is crackly, I apologize to everybody. But um, yeah, I feel good. If I space out and say really, really stupid things during this (laughs) podcast, you know, it's not because I normally would. It's just because I have COVID, so. (laughs) You sound great. You look great. I'm glad you're feeling better. I feel like you're maybe on the upswing, so let's hope. Yes, thank you. Let's hope. Good. Yes, happy to Happy to have you back. Thank you're you. very strong warrior to do this today when you're not feeling great. So oh, that's how I'm dedicated excited. she is, listeners. That's how dedicated <laughs> she is. I just love it. I think maybe it'll make me, it'll heal me completely because it just makes mm-hmm. me feel energized to have these conversations with you, Becky. So I'm excited. Oh, Talk about loneliness. Okay. <laughs> yes. So Kristen actually brought this topic up and I thought how perfect it is, especially, you know, here we are two years into the pandemic and people are more isolated than ever. And we are not meant to be so alone. Even the introverts, even people like me that want to be in a cave a lot of the time, like we still need that human interaction. We need to know that people care, that we matter, right? It's it's a big problem. And as the world moves forward, we get more and more secluded. But nothing like this pandemic where things were locked down and now people are working from home. It was maybe their only outlet into the real world. And it's just been tricky to see the mental health of our nation and even the world just go in decline because of this. It's it's a pertinent topic, so it'll be a good one to address. Yeah, this topic is so important to me right now, especially... um just looking around at the state of some of the children in this world and the way the pandemic has affected our kids, the way social media affects all of us, the way we just have had to isolate and we've had to confront feelings of loneliness and feeling like we don't measure up even more so than we did before the pandemic. And um, it just, I don't know, maybe having COVID is bringing up really deep emotions to me. And if I start crying in the middle of this, I apologize. I've been very emotional for the last few days about it. It just, it's just, it's bringing my heart into some huge awakening, a huge opening for people in this world. Um, My children are in my mind a lot. It's just really feel like loneliness is a huge topic that we run from. We want to distract from it. We, We want to do anything to avoid that feeling because it's a hollow painful, scary emotion to feel. And a lot of us do things to avoid it all the time. The social media, alcohol, drugs, eating, shopping, sex, whatever we do, exercise even to avoid feeling lonely. And we might even just be married and living a good life and surrounded by a lot of people and still feel lonely. So all of this is very, very 
normal for all of us. And so I think this is a great topic to discuss today, for sure. Yeah, it's a really good point. You can be surrounded by people and still feel lonely. And loneliness is different in different circumstances. So like someone who lost a pet or a spouse, they will feel lonely in a different way than someone who's maybe new at school and doesn't have any friends or someone who lives alone and they used to get their social interactions at work and now everyone's working from home. So it's an emotion that everyone will experience. It's just different context, right? So before we get too far into this, I did want to say there's a bunch of health problems that can come from loneliness. You can have heart problems, which makes me think of like a broken heart in a physical sense, truly. Depression, anxiety, higher stress, decreased memory. You're at risk for drug abuse, alcohol abuse. You sleep more poorly. It just makes you more susceptible to different diseases and and just the isolation in itself is really bad for your mental health. So, I think it's really important to, to point out that uh, a lot of what you're saying can stem from a feeling of anxiety too and stress, right? Like the loneliness mm-hmm. that you feel creates a stress response. And that stress response often leads to so many downstream events in your body that contribute to poor health. So just, you know feeling lonely and feeling like you aren't measuring up or you don't have enough connection with other people can really create a sense of fear, you know? And and what am I doing wrong? Why don't people like me? Why doesn't anyone want to talk to me? And that is, you see how I've been talking that way? I feel stressed. You know, I feel like I'm creating more um, stress inside my own body. So to live in that all the time certainly can create, even if you're running away from it, and doing things to avoid it, it's not going away. I mean, it's in your body creating problems and havoc inside chemically. So I'm glad that you brought up the health parts. I really think that's really, really important to, to pay attention to. And if for no other reason, get your get your loneliness in order so that you can help your health because I think it can help your health, right? Yeah, and that's a great point. So in this world where people are meeting less and less in person, depending on where you live, there are certain pockets of the country where... People do meet in person and they act like nothing happened and that's fine. That's great for people that want to live like that. I'm in Tennessee. I love how open it is. We wear masks when we're really close to people, but most of the time I don't see very many masks. So it's good for my kids. They need to be in person learning with other friends and I'm very thankful that we live where we do. I know it's really tricky in different parts of the country where kids are either still at her home doing remote learning or they're in school socially distanced with masks. It's just a tricky time and people are really doing the best that they can. But in this circumstance, right, where we're in this post-COVID world that's still not under control, like how do we reach out and connect with people? I don't know if we're still going to do social media because we probably are. It's probably never going to go away. I think we need to reassess what exactly our point is for doing it. Is it to connect or is it to compare? You know, like mm-hmm. I want to go and share myself and my story and show how wonderful my life is because it makes me feel important. And then somebody else could think, well, I, I don't feel important because she's got such a great life. Now, that's not going to be the person's problem who put the post out there because they're just probably showing their thing. But what's your real intention? Is it to connect or is it to show how, how great your life is? If it's just to connect and say, hey, I have these problems or I have this thing going on. Do you as well? Let's talk about it. Let's, let's communicate. Um, that's one thing. I just think that 
overall, though, I think the real the real thing will be how do we create real life connections again? You know, I think that could be mm-hmm. really important, and I think that's that can be difficult with with having to stay behind closed doors and things like that. But um, getting out and trying to connect in some way in real life with people will really help, you know, can really help. Mm -hmm. And I think that's really one of the things we can do. What do you think? Yeah, I've been thinking about this. Um, I actually joined PACE. It's like not quite therapy, but you get together with groups of people online that are going through similar situations as you. And I joined because like put me in a Zoom meeting with a bunch of people and I'm probably not going to talk very much. It's an uncomfortable space for me. So I wanted to get better at that. So Pace is actually helping me with that. But I know there's meetups in different parts where you can look up maybe hiking groups or a book club. Local libraries might offer things like where they get together and just discuss topics you're interested in. Volunteering is always a great way to get outside of your head and make a difference and meet other people that are like-minded. So I think that's a great idea. I know churches are open. You can always find a church that aligns with your values and people there that you can find that support group that you need. But I do think it's important to find your people, whether it's virtually or in in physical person. So mm-hmm. I don't know. That's It's harder and harder. But I think because of the situation, like you were saying, if we could find a way to use social media for the good, that would be great. And people are creative. They're going to find ways around this. We just... We need to be more proactive about it, especially if you're suffering from that isolation and loneliness. Yeah, I like what you're saying about all these different things you can do. I know during the pandemic, I would hike with my friends often. And um, my one girlfriend and I decided we wanted to hike the Grand Canyon. We haven't quite done that yet, but that was our goal for a little while. <laughs> we would go on like mm. four or five hour hikes, like just nine or 10 miles a day, twice a week three times a week, you know, we just really were into it and we connected so well, you know, we just really, we connected, you know? And, um, so yeah, like finding your people, finding your meetups, finding your hobbies and interests. I think that this is a great opportunity actually to really, you know, ask yourself, who, who am I? What do I like to do? What do I believe? What are my values? You know, who are my people? Where's my tribe? You know, because, um, yeah, that's another reason why I think sometimes these really great things come out of really horrible situations. And and I think that's what's actually happening with this, even though maybe people would disagree with me and think that I'm nuts. But I've always kind of looked at the bigger picture of things like this. I, I never really see like bad things happening to us. I always think, oh, this is happening to us for a reason, for a good reason. It just feels really, really bad right now. But we're going to get through it because humans are very strong and we're very resilient and yeah. um, we're, we're very creative and intelligent and we don't want to die. You know, human beings are animals. We are born to survive. So we mm-hmm. don't want to just die and just be extinct. We want to fight for our lives and that w- will mean creativity, forming new connections, getting along better, tolerating each other better, things like that. So I actually think it's a great opportunity for all of us. So along that vein, you've expressed you've been suffering from some loneliness lately. What do you think is the positive from that? Like what what can you learn from that? The thing about loneliness that struck me recently was, wow, I've been lonely a lot of my life and I never stopped to, to experience that feeling. 
I just mm-hmm. tried harder to please. I just tried harder to be a good, good enough friend and be a better mom and be a better this and do a better that. I just avoided myself by overeating or overexercising or whatever and numbed out in some way because that void is very, I mean, it's awful. To me, it's the same as shame. It's just, I can't handle the Mm -hmm. feeling. However, Mm -hmm. the solution is you got to be in that feel, those feelings. You always have to be in your feelings. I'm not saying you don't ask for support. I'm not saying you go it alone because sometimes People have really big voids, a lot of pain in the loneliness um, or whatever feelings you're feeling. But but allow yourself, give yourself permission to say, well, I am lonely and it really, really scares me and I'm afraid to be alone and I'm I'm not sure I can handle this and, and feel it, you know? And, and that's what I've had to do over the past few weeks because I finally just was like, this is the only way, you know, only way out is through. So... Mm. I think mm-hmm. that definitely don't do it alone. If, if it's a big thing for you, definitely don't en- do any of this alone. Um, get a coach, get a therapist. Um, if you have trauma there, you know, look for mm-hmm. trauma-informed coaching. Um, we both have you know, backgrounds with trauma, but have somebody help you through it if you don't want to do it by yourself, definitely. I'm in a place in my personal journey where I can do these things alone usually, but if I need to, I will call on my coach, Becky. (laughs) Help me. I need some help. Please hold my hand. There's no shame in asking for help. Our mental and emotional health is so important, especially right now. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yes. There are definitely people you can reach out to. For me, loneliness, the times in my life that I've felt lonely have always been when there's been some kind of a loss, like moving or when I, when my son died, you know, I was surrounded by people that loved me and wanted to help me, but they didn't understand. And that was a different loneliness because I felt like no one got it. Who could relate to this? I'm like in my own little category. So for me, finding a support group with infant loss, that was huge for me. People that understand you, right? That's so important to have that validation. So I love that you, you're directing people to find a therapist or a coach or reach out somehow to your doctor, whoever, whoever can help you. It's so important. And then recognize too, like there, there are these negative emotions that come with loss, but that doesn't mean that they're wrong. That's that's how you feel when you lose something. You feel empty. You feel alone. If you just pretend everything is fine, as you were mentioning, like try and brush past it, it will catch up to you. There's nothing wrong with feeling the way that you're feeling. Divorce, your spouse dies, the physical isolation of the pandemic. These are losses. And so, of course, you're going to feel low. You're going to feel bad in these times. But as Kristen was wisely saying, just sit with the feelings and let them wash over you and process them and get help processing them. It's not always going to be this way, especially if you can find that energy somehow to do something about it. Now, I know when you're lonely and depressed, doing anything takes like Herculean effort because you're just so exhausted and low. But if you can find it in yourself to just reach out for help, it makes all the difference. It's so important. Yeah, the first times of jumping in and diving into your feelings, whatever they may be, 
those are always the hardest times. And those are the times where we jump in and go, oh, wow, I don't want to feel like this. I have to do, no, I'm not doing this. I'm just going to go run a marathon. I would rather run a marathon than cry about anything going on right now. But tears are so healing and you loving yourself means you love that part of you that feels the way it feels and you give yourself permission to feel it. And the more you do it, guess what? The easier it gets, the less of a sting there is. It goes away. It's like it dissipates, you know? So I promise you aren't going to sit there crying over your loneliness or or however you're feeling, but crying, let's say, because crying is how I would feel. Um, So the day you die, or even, I might take a while. I don't know. I'm not you. I don't know how much pain you have there. It could take a while. But if you give yourself permission to feel when you need to feel it, you'll find that it gets easier and you get stronger. You get stronger and you get, you know what? You stop feeling lonely because you have your own back. You start knowing that you're already okay. You're not lonely because you have you. And so that's what happens when you love yourself through your feelings and give yourself permission and hold yourself and just say, oh, I feel bad right now and it's okay. And I'm going to feel bad for as long as I need to feel bad. And then Mm. when it's time for it to be over, I guess I'll do something else and I'll feel better or I'll be okay. You know, whatever it is. As we wrap up this episode on loneliness, we just want you to know that as alone as you might feel, you are not alone. There are so many people out there who care about you. Even if you don't think anyone in this whole entire world cares about you, Kristen and I care about you. Please find us in our Facebook group. We would love just private message us. We'll respond. We're, we're like real people running this group. We're not like we don't have any virtual assistants. Like it's us. So we would love to be your friend. I found in my life, I mean, even just one person who gets me makes all the difference. And even if they don't live by me, if I can just make a phone call and talk to them, it makes a huge difference. There are people out there that will be your people. And it's so important to try and find them to just, like I said, try and exert that energy to find your people and and know that it's worth it. Life is worth it. It's not always going to be so dark and dreary. Like life is worth fighting for and adding those people in your life that raise the quality of your life. Get off social media if it's bringing you down. Try a week away from social media and it would really help your mental state. So that's my two cents. Yeah, I love that. And I just want to say that I like what you said uh, about finding your people, even if they're online now, you know, sometimes we caution, you know, well, don't go uh, meeting strangers online. But, you know, there are groups. There are groups where there are actual real people. And like if you're doing a Zoom thing and you can see they're like a person and you're safe, you know, that's fine. I met so Mm -hmm. many wonderful beautiful people online just through my coaching programs that I do, um, that I partake in and um, through coaching and my clients. I mean, these just most amazing human beings ever. And I'm just so fortunate that even though we don't live close together, we, we, I know, I feel like I know you and other people very well and it's, it's wonderful. I'm so glad the world can be so connected, you know, even though we're far Mm. apart. So that can help you with your loneliness too, like finding your people. This yeah. has been great. I'm so glad that we've had this opportunity to talk about this today. And uh, please do reach out to us if you have questions or comments. Um, find us in the Facebook group, as Becky said. And I'm, I hope that you will take care of your loneliness if that's how you're feeling. Yeah, absolutely. And I realized I said, find us on Facebook. And then I also said, take a week off of social media. But 
<laughs> you can do both and still be very fine. Uh, I didn't think about that. That's funny. <laughs> I did, but oh, dear listeners, we love you. We hope you have a great week. Kristen, as always, thank you. I hope you feel better. We'll see you guys next week. Thanks. Take care. Bye. Bye. If you like what you've been learning about self-love, come join us in our free Facebook group, Try Self-Love. We'd also appreciate if you'd leave us a review wherever you listen to your podcast. That way your friends and family and others who need us can find us. We're so glad you're here. See you next week.